0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today's episode, what are we talking about today? We're talking about willpower and self control. It's a topic that I have been going down a serious rabbit hole on. And I'm glad that I did because it's a really cool topic. It is a really cool subject to understand. And I feel like Most people don't really understand willpower, although according to the, what is it? The American Psychological Association, I believe, they claim that humans report lack of willpower as the number one reason why they fail to reach their goals above anything else. And I find that to be really fascinating because... I don't think that many of us actually understand how willpower works. It's kind of this out there concept that we know we want it, right? We often think of willpower like, why can't I just make choices that align with my goals? Or why can't I stop myself from you know, binge eating or from grabbing cookies out of the cabinet or taking food off my kid's plate? Like That's what we think of immediately when we think of willpower. And that is a piece of it. And, and maybe we think of it in terms of why do I keep sabotaging myself? Why do I make progress and then I blow myself up in the process and I have to start back at square one? And why do I keep sabotaging my efforts? Why can't I have more willpower and self-control? And I want to start to dive into this topic because it's an important one. Uh, before I do that, I wanted to give you a heads up that every single week where we announce a new winner for the five-star rating and review contest giveaway. I just made up that name. That's not actually what it's called, but it's really straightforward. You go to Apple Podcasts, you leave a five-star rating and review on the show, and if you're selected, you win, that's it. And so next episode, I will announce this week's winner, which means that if you're listening to this, you should go leave a review right now. So just hit pause. And then open up, well, you should already have the app open. Go to your podcast app, hit the search button, type in Mind Over Macros, click on my ugly face, and then scroll down to where you see the reviews. And it will say, write a review. You tap five stars, you leave a a review. And if you get selected during the next episode, you will win a free supplement from one of our sponsors or from the Pop Supplement Store. And the next thing that you can do to help because we are in the season of giving, you can help by taking a screenshot of the episode, posting it to your stories, and tagging me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. So it is the holiday season as I'm recording this. I don't know when you'll be listening, but it is the Monday before Thanksgiving. And so I felt like this topic was even more timely because a lot of people are asking the question, what do I do? during thanksgiving what do i do with all of the gatherings what do i do during christmas or hanukkah or whatever you celebrate what do i do when i can't stay on point with my nutrition and i want to enjoy it i want to have a good time but i don't want to completely sabotage my efforts so i'm not going to go over the whole holiday survival guide right now because it's pretty straightforward the holiday season is just a few days That you can't stay consistent, but if you actually zoom out, it's pretty easy to be consistent. Like the days that you actually have something planned, a holiday party or whatever, just take that as a free day and enjoy yourself and be present and do whatever you want. And then on the other days, be relatively consistent. So if you're 85 to 90% consistent most of the time, Then who cares what happens in a handful of days? If you zoom out, you look at your year, that's what consistency is about. It's about zooming out and saying, what did this month look like? What did this quarter look like? What did this year look like? That's a better indication of consistency than just a handful of days. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, a lot of people wish or want to have willpower during this time of year because You might find yourself going up for another round of dessert and then you're like, shit, why did I do that? Why did I have to have a second slice of pumpkin pie or apple pie or ice cream or whatever it is? Number one, those things are delicious. So if you do have a second serving, enjoy the shit out of it. But there's also going to be pressure to maybe drink a little bit more, to eat more freely. There's nothing wrong with that. So a lot of people are thinking to themselves, how can I... Have the willpower to say no. And that, again, is taking willpower and it's distilling it down to one small component. Now, before I before I get into this, I just want to say that I'm going to be doing a 12-day breakdown of this topic from start to finish because there is a step-by-step process that you can follow to actually improve your willpower and self-control. There is a lot of strong research on this topic, and it's really fascinating stuff, and it is directly correlated with sense of well-being, with happiness, with life satisfaction, and with overall health. I know that's crazy to hear, but yes, having more willpower and self-control is directly correlated with better health and well-being. So it's something that is important. And Despite what we used to believe about this topic, willpower and self-control are things that are like muscles that they can be trained. It can be improved upon. It can be strengthened. And just like things like exercise or stress, a small dose of willpower is not a good thing. A over extreme dose of willpower is also not a good thing. So having too little not a good thing. Having too much, also not a good thing, because when you have too much, that's where you try to control every little single thing in your life, and you become hyper obsessive and stressed, and it is it turns a good thing into a negative. Just like exercise. Too little exercise, not a good thing. Too much exercise, not a good thing. We want to find that that solid middle ground, which so many of us avoid. So, I'm going to be doing 12 days, like a 12 days of Christmas. Maybe, maybe we'll call it a 12 days of mikes Smith. I don't know if that has a good enough ring to it. 12 days of mikes Miss. <laughs> I'm not a big fan, but that's the best thing that I can come up with on the spot. I'm going to have to think of a new name for 12 days of Christmas, but it's not 12 days of Christmas. It's 12 days of me teaching something. So for now, it's 12 days of mikes Smith. I'm really not sold on that. And now it's throwing me off because I hate that name. But for now, we're going to stick with it. Um, So I'm going to break down this topic start to finish over the course of 12 days. It will be recorded, but it will not be available outside of a very short period of time because I'm really going to dig in here and it's going to be something that honestly should be paid. The amount of time and the value that you're going to get out of this. I should probably make it just a, a paid course or something along those lines, but I'm not. I'm just gonna give it away for free. And then probably for like the next week, if you miss it because it's a busy time of year, maybe I'll just have it free until the end of the year. And then like once 2023 hits, it will no longer be available. And that'll be that. So all you only saying that because if you're interested, just pay attention open up your emails. When I send emails, stay active in our Facebook group, which is the personality diet and neurotype training. Uh, So just, just stay involved, stay active. And you don't have to obviously be obsessive about it, but just if you listen to the podcast, if you get my emails, if you follow me on Instagram, if you're in our Facebook group, just pay a little bit of attention. That's all. And then you'll know where it's happening, when it's happening, and all that good stuff. So let's set the frame of willpower and self-control. I think the frame has to start with what I mentioned, which is it is directly correlated with greater life satisfaction, greater health, greater well-being, and a higher probability of achieving your goals. So if you have more willpower and self-control... You're more likely to achieve what you set out to achieve. And we used to believe that it was just the hand that you were dealt. Either you got the good hand that had a lot of willpower or you got the shitty hand that didn't. And we now know through research that that's not the case, that it can be strengthened. It can be, it is like a muscle. We can exercise it. We can improve it. We can grow it. We can nurture it. All of those things can happen. And as we do that, We see strong correlations with being healthier, being more fit, being more satisfied with your life, better mood stability, better goal achievement probability. All of these things that we want out of life are directly connected to self-control and willpower. Now, we evolved in an interesting way because there wasn't we didn't have the the same temptations when we first evolved millions of years ago that we do now. And if you think about a large part of self-control and willpower, as we, you know, like think early form of human hunter gatherer, you know, you had to work for your food, either hunting or gathering. You had to work, within the community because you needed to keep each other alive and safe and you needed to procreate. And that was really it. Like you needed to keep the species going by having babies. You needed to keep the species going by being able to feed your, your community or tribe. And you needed to work together to be able to have shelter and again, keep each other safe and, and all of those things. So the, you know, the, the forms of self-control were different. It was like, I don't want to piss off somebody in my community who might then ostracize me, and then that would threaten my survival. But a lot of the things that we were dealing with as a species were were life or death. So it wasn't the same type of willpower as what you experience now when you walk down the aisle at your grocery store and you see 37,000 types of, of cereal and you see all these different things, candy, cookies, cake, all the stuff that's calling to you. Because also from our evolution, we have been designed to crave fats and sugars and salt and and things that were protective. Because if I find some food that's calorie dense, calorically dense with fats and sugar, well, now I have a greater chance of survival because I can either store it as body fat, which would prolong starvation or it'll give me energy to be able to fight off a saber-toothed tiger or whatever or hunt for my dinner. Right. So there was there was value to that. Now we see those things and we try to avoid them, but that's counter to our evolution. Fortunately, when we evolve we add on to what's already there. Like evolution doesn't happen where you just start with a clean slate. It's not like you throw out your DNA and you start over. We are basically hardwired exactly the same. We've just had some upgrades. So I hope that makes sense because I think a lot of people confuse this. But when when we evolve, we just upgrade on what's already there. One of those upgrades is in our brain and our ability to use logic and reason to make decisions, and our ability to use logic and reason to make decisions that align with what we truly desire. That part of the brain is called the prefrontal cortex. sure a lot of you are familiar. That's the logic and reasoning side of the brain. Interestingly enough, if you were in the Serengeti and you came across a a saber-toothed tiger, your body would basically shut down the prefrontal cortex because it wants you operating on instinct it doesn't want you to logic and overthink and reason your way out of that situation it wants immediate reaction of oh shit my life is in danger let's get the fuck out of here right so and your body then in that moment takes every single energy source and stops it and puts that energy and by energy source i mean processes that use energy so digestion Uses a lot of energy. Uh, your immune system uses a lot of energy. So all of these systems get shut down for the sake of getting any ounce of energy present in the bloodstream, so that you can either flee or fight. That's our body's natural flight or uh, fight or flight response. We need all energy available. So these other systems like digestion, immune function, things like that, get shut down. Your prefrontal cortex gets shut down and your body goes into react mode, fight or flight mode. And and so the evolution that I'm touching on is the evolution of our prefrontal cortex, which now gives us the ability to take a look at a piece of cheesecake, for example, where We evolved to think, oh, fats and sugar, I want that for survival. Because of evolution, we now have the ability to say, even though that piece of cheesecake looks delicious, I'm actually really trying to make a better choice. I'm trying to stay consistent with my nutrition. I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to drop some body fat. We have the ability to logic and reason to what we truly want in the long term and to pass on instant gratification, because we know it'll feel fucking great to shove that cheesecake in your pie hole. We know that that will feel great. Even anticipating eating that cheesecake will create a dopamine response in the brain. Even anticipating the cheesecake will have your body lowering your blood sugar in, in anticipation of the spike that's about to ensue. We know in the moment it'll feel great. Just like masturbation, we know that you want to throw on some porn, you want to masturbate. Sure, that'll feel great. But in the end, what do we always say? Masturbation, it may feel great in the moment, but in the end, you're only fucking yourself. So we have the ability now with the evolution and the development of our prefrontal cortex to say, does this actually align? with my goals in the long term? And the answer may be no, it doesn't. So we can use logic and reason to pass on a piece of cheesecake. And that's the part of willpower that most people think about. Most people think here is something that will sabotage my goals and I need to avoid it. That is one component of three separate components of willpower that all exist within the prefrontal cortex, but different Different, um, my God, why can't I think of words today? Different regions of the prefrontal cortex. So we've got willpower, which is, think of it more as I will power. I will go to the gym today. I will eat vegetables and hit my protein target. Then that's in one part of the prefrontal cortex. Then we have, I won't power, which is, I won't eat that piece of cheesecake. I won't pick up a 37th flavor of cereal. Then we have, I want power. I want is, I want to be healthy and fit. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to be a better role model for my kids. I want to show up better for my family. All three have to be present in order to truly develop the willpower and self-control muscle. You can't have just one You can't be really good at I will power and miss out on I won't or I want power. You need to develop all three. And even though they're all happening in the prefrontal cortex, they are all happening in different regions of the prefrontal cortex, and they all can be exercised and strengthened and improved upon. So, the first thing, and again, I'm I'm not gonna go from start to finish, otherwise, this episode would be probably about 10 hours long. So I'm going to spare you. I'm just going to give you a high level overview of what why this is important. Hopefully you understand why this is important, but more so what can we do about it? So the the quick and dirty answer is that research shows us and and this should come as no surprise to anybody. Research shows us that stress is the number one disruptor of self-control and willpower willpower is a muscle that does fatigue so the more that you use it the harder it is to use later on and it uh, would appear that willpower is strongest in the morning and then fades throughout the day the reasoning for that is pretty simple when you wake up feeling hopefully refreshed and recharged you haven't made a lot of decisions yet. But then when it's like five o'clock and you're coming home from work and you still have some important decisions left like, should I go to the gym? Should I order takeout? Should I stop at the drive-through? Well, you've had an entire day of making decisions that have required a certain level of willpower and self-control. It doesn't mean that it has to be these crazy, big decisions that really flex that willpower muscle, but even, Let's say you're you're driving home from work and somebody cuts you off and you want to scream and curse and honk your horn and give them the finger, but you don't. That required willpower and self-control. Now you've drained that battery a little bit more. So you might find yourself right after that being like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to the drive-thru. So the first thing before we get into the whole conversation about how do you strengthen and expand on your own willpower reserve and your willpower muscle the first thing that we really have to understand is awareness awareness and observation it's probably the p- the piece of the puzzle that most people skip because it seems It's, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those things that's easy to gloss over. Like, I don't actually want to assess how many decisions I'm making that aren't in alignment with my goals, because that might be a slap in the face, right? Like there was a study where participants were asked before the study, how many decisions do you think you make about food, just food on a daily basis? And their, their average guess was around 14. and then through the study, the actual answer was an average of like 237. So they were off by over 200 decisions just about food. So assessing your choices throughout the day and looking at choices that align with your goals and choices that don't can be a tough mirror to stare into. It can be a a, a real slap in the face. It can expose some things, That you might not want to be exposed. Like you might enjoy taking the position of, I don't know why I'm struggling. And, you know, it's like somebody who's struggling with finances, they're like, I don't understand. I make good money. Why am I struggling? And then you're like, well, let's look at your budget. They're like, no, absolutely not. That's a little bit obsessive. Why would I look at my budget? How dare you? How dare you suggest that? It's the same thing here. If you're like, man, I'm really struggling. I don't know what's going on. Have have we taken inventory of decisions and choices throughout the day and which ones align with your goals and which ones don't? But more so, not from a place of judgment, but really from a place of awareness and observing because you might find some really insightful trends that emerge. In fact, I can almost guarantee it. If you start to pay attention, you start to document some of those decisions and some of those choices, and the ones that don't align with your goals. I guarantee you, you're going to find some trends. When I make decisions that are not in alignment with my goals, I am under a lot of stress. I haven't slept well. I am sick. I have low blood sugar. I got into an argument. I had a tough day at work, right? Like, I'm too hungry. You start to pick up on these trends and patterns, and you start to identify the roadblocks that are getting in your way of using willpower and self-control. So that's the first thing is we have to have awareness. And then you actually have to identify the three components of willpower that you're trying to work on one at a time, meaning, all right, so let's look at what's going to happen in January. In January, most people, not you, because you're, a more intelligent, you listen to this podcast, which automatically makes you more intelligent, um, something like that. But a lot of people will start to embark on their New Year's resolutions and they'll do 17 different things at once to try and reach their goals. And you know what that's doing? It is draining the fuck out of their willpower in about two weeks to four weeks at most. So, what I would recommend. Is identify an I will area, an I won't area, and I want area. So those three things, but just one of each. Just one of each. And they can all be related to the same goal. So let's say, let's say it is, you know, let's say we do make new year's resolutions. There's nothing wrong with that. And let's say I have a resolution of losing 20 pounds. I want, so that's my I want power. I want to lose 20 pounds so I can be more active with my kids and be more fit for life, whatever. The I will is the thing that you're going to start doing that will contribute to that objective. I will start going to the gym three days a week, in the morning, before work, whatever. And then the I won't can also be related to that. I won't hit the snooze button. I won't, let's say, overindulge on cookies, right? You, you find the thing that you want to stop doing because it's sabotaging your efforts, but just one of each. So we have to identify it. And then we have to observe the decisions that we're making throughout the day, whether they're in alignment or not. And when we break those things, like I will go to the gym three days a week. When we don't and we only get to the gym once, then we observe what was the situation, what was the context, what happened that threw me off. It's interesting because research also tells us that people who are overly optimistic about goal achievement are less likely to achieve their goals, kind of paradoxical, kind of ironic but it makes sense if you actually break down the reasoning why because people who are overly confident and overly optimistic don't actually think of the struggle and the hurdles that are going to come up. They don't they just think it's going to be smooth sailing. They're like they don't actually lean in to, you know what, there's going to be some really tough days or this might be really hard. They just are like, "Nope, I'm good. I'll figure it out. I got this." Cool. I'm really happy that you're confident, but Let's also take a practical approach of there's going to be some shit that goes wrong. There's going to be stuff that comes up that you didn't predict. There's going to be times where you don't follow through. The people who are overly optimistic and and confident when something does go wrong, they tend to overreact to it. They tend to, it, it throws them off more than somebody who is anticipating something going wrong. So if I know ahead of time and somebody tells me like, hey, Mike. On this journey that you're on, there's going to be some days where you just don't feel like anything's working and you're frustrated and you're spinning your wheels. And I'm just telling you ahead of time that like, that's gonna happen. And then I can put myself in that position of like, yeah, you know what? I can see how that might happen. And it is gonna to be tough. I am gonna question everything, but here's what I'm gonna do about it. Right. So now I'm not coming in with this blind ambition. I actually have a, a game plan and a strategy for understanding what to do when hardship hits. Anyway, so we have the awareness, we observe, we identify the patterns of when we don't make decisions that align with our goals. All of this is, is all well and good, but it doesn't necessarily contribute yet to success because we actually have to take the time to build that willpower reserve and to strengthen that self-control muscle. There are, I'm gonna break down the, the kind of like 10 to 12 steps that, that this requires when I do my Mike Smith that needs a new name. When I do that, I'm gonna step-by-step break this down. Right now, I'm gonna give you three shortcuts. There aren't very many, Shortcuts, there aren't very many hacks, but there are three that directly improve your willpower, your won't power, and your want power. I'm sure you might be able to guess, but maybe not. The first one is related to exercise, but not what you might think. High-intensity exercise, not as effective as low-intensity exercise longer durations of exercise, not as effective as a short bout of low intensity. Isn't that interesting? Now, this is just specific to willpower and self-control. So please don't get it twisted. I'm not talking about health or I'm not talking about building muscle. I'm not talking about body composition. I'm literally talking about your ability to follow through on the things that you say you're going to do, to, to live in alignment with the goals you want to achieve. Five minutes of green exercise, meaning doing something outdoors, low intensity. It doesn't even matter that much if it's not traditional, like getting outside and dancing for five minutes counts or jump roping or playing hopscotch. Like, I don't care. Just move your body for five minutes a day outside. Somebody asked me on my Instagram stories and they were like, how do you recommend I get steps in when it's freezing cold out? And I said- get five minutes of steps in outside and do the rest indoors. Pretty straightforward. If you saw how I was watching the Eagles game on Sunday, they had a crazy come from behind. Victor was a really ugly game. And I thought they were down and out on multiple occasions. And Mel comes in the room and I'm literally just pacing back and forth and not in a big room, just Maybe 10 steps one way, 10 steps the other way. But that was it. While I was watching the game, I was just pacing. And so don't tell me that you don't have enough space to get steps in indoors, but get five minutes outside every single day. And you will instantly, because the results are pretty quick, improve your willpower reserve and your self-control muscle. So that's number one. Number two is meditation so five minutes of breathing meditation has been shown to instantly improve willpower and self-control and it's not that complicated literally all you do is you sit in a comfortable position either straight up in a chair or on a cushion and you breathe and you when you inhale You can say to yourself inhale and when you exhale you can say to yourself exhale and you just pay attention to your breath pay attention to the air flowing in and out of your body pay attention to to what it feels like now if you find your mind drifting that's normal it's supposed to happen just bring it back to the breath you can stop saying inhale and exhale to yourself and and you don't have to say it out loud you would just say it in your mind and then you could stop saying that and just pay attention to how breathing feels and try to extend the amount, uh, the the length of your of your breaths. Like inhale for six seconds or seven seconds, then exhale for eight seconds or ten seconds, and just try to work on slower breaths. If you can get to a place where you're taking like four to six breaths per minute, that's that's a good place to be. And just five minutes of that will instantly improve your self-control and your willpower. And the third thing is sleep. Uh, it should not come as any surprise that sleep is really important. But the cool thing about this is one night of disrupted sleep does influence your willpower and self-control because when you have disrupted sleep, it immediately impacts your brain's ability to utilize glucose, which is its preferred perf- my God, <laughs> it is your brain's preferred fuel source. So, if you have a night of disrupted sleep, it is going to be more difficult for you to deal with cravings and willpower in that regard. Because even though you're getting in glucose, let's say you're craving a cookie, it makes sense because your brain is not as efficient at utilizing glucose as it normally is if you were getting normal sleep. So then you have cravings, and then you're getting the glucose in, but you're you're still not efficient. Your brain is still not efficient at utilizing it appropriately, so you still crave more of it. And that's why disrupted sleep can, can be really detrimental for body composition goals. But one night of restful sleep has shown to completely reset all of that. So let's say you have a couple nights, not great sleep. Like me, the last couple of nights, I slept like shit last night. I slept like shit the night before. So yeah, I'm dealing with less willpower. You can already tell I'm dealing with more brain fog. I feel more scattered. I don't feel all that. I don't feel like myself right now. But research says that if I get one quality night of restful sleep tonight, that all of that will be reversed. So that's all it takes and then if you need to take a nap that can also that has been shown to help as well with the fuel efficiency issue and also with willpower and self-control so those are the three shortcuts the three hacks getting some outdoor exercise five minutes a day doing some breathing meditation five minutes a day by the way if you if you haven't noticed So far, your commitment to improving yourself is 10 minutes a day. That seems worth it to me. And then the third shortcut is getting restful sleep. I know that's the biggest challenge for most people, which is why I don't rely on chance. Like when I am in this position of getting back to back poor sleep, back to back nights of poor sleep, I lean on cured to help me out because. Even though I took their Serenity gummies last night, I did slack on my routine, which normally includes some CBD. It normally includes um, some gold juice. And then it normally includes not being on my screen right up until bed. But I slacked off a little bit and it's okay. It happens. But what I'm going to do tonight is I'm actually going to take their nightcaps and I'm actually going to take the Serenity gummies, and I'm going to take some CBD. I'm not taking any chances because I know the importance of resetting everything that has happened in my brain, in my body from disrupted sleep. If you need that insurance policy, I highly recommend you check out Cured. Just go to curednutrition.com, use code POPFAM at checkout, get yourself a nice discount. They just released a new gummy flavor, which I believe I'm getting, it should be arriving today or tomorrow. It's Clementine flavor. You already know the Serenity gummies are the best supplement on the market, period, the end. And now they have a new flavor that I'm excited to try. If you're just starting out, start with one gummy, build up to two. I've taken three, four. Uh, it, they're literally amazing. So just go to curednutrition.com. Use code POPFAM. P O P F A M. Um, I am sipping on a cured euphoria drink right now, uh, but they don't have because the margins on the drinks they don't have uh, discounts on that. So unfortunately, you can't get a discount on those, even though they're delicious, and I, I wish you could. But don't let that be a reason why you don't check it out. Go get their, uh, go try the drinks if you if you like that. Uh, but more importantly, get the serenity gummies. Try their nightcaps or their Zen caps. Try their, their broad spectrum CBD. It has really been super helpful for myself and for Mel. Both of us have had some issues with anxiety lately and poor sleep. and uh, We've really been leaning on cured. So go to curednutrition.com, code POPFAM. Get yourself a nice holiday gift. Anyway, so I am going to be breaking down this whole process. And I just gave you a little bit of a sliver, a little bit of a taste. On what willpower actually is, but this is this is like one one twelfth or one fifteenth of the puzzle, because there's a lot more that we need to talk about in, in misconceptions about willpower what's ap- what's actually happening in the body physiologically, what's happening in the body? It's super useful to understand the why behind certain things, and then what can we do about it? What can we do to improve? And to strengthen that willpower muscle, I gave you three quick hacks. That's not going to solve all your problems. But there is an actual step-by-step process that I will be breaking down. Just pay attention. Keep listening to the show. Join the email list. Join the Facebook community. Follow me on Instagram. If you're in any of those places, you'll be made aware of when we're going to do the 12 days of Mike Smith. <laughs> it hurts me every time I say it. Somebody message me and come up with a better name. It's, it's a play on the 12 days of Christmas, but we're we're using my name somehow. I don't know, I can't think of anything. This is a great time to stop. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and I'll talk to you very soon.